0: Listen up, sit back, relax, and get ready for this episode of the Dedicate 24 podcast. You might have had a bad day, but it don't matter now. It's about to get so much better. This is the best part of your week. The Dedicate 24 podcast. Hello, welcome back to Dedicate24 podcast, your favourite podcast that you listen to, my favourite podcast that I make. Welcome back, I hope you're having a lovely day. Today we're going to be talking about one of probably the most difficult topics for me to talk about because it's such a vast topic, but I want to be talking about dirty, dirty companies as you have probably seen from the title. I'm going to be talking about plastics. I've recently been watching a few videos on plastics, whether they are, uh, how good they are to recycle and stuff like that. There's a very important video, which I think everyone should watch if you are listening to this. It's called, Is Recycling Worth It Anymore? And it's on YouTube and it is such an unbelievable video. It's so eye-opening. It's disgusting gusting what is actually happening but it's really important that i think yeah think you watch it if you want more information that's definitely the place to go it has such a good video it's produced so well but i'm going to be talking about plastics and really what's happening and i've got some numbers that i had to get from a website um i should have got the the quote it's from here we go, look I've got my computer on, here we go. It's from the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. Here we go, this is the quote. Around six thousand three hundred million tonnes of plastics waste are thought to have been generated between nineteen fifty and twenty fifteen, of which only nine percent were recycled, twelve percent were incinerated, that's to make electricity leaving nearly 80% to accumulate in landfills or the natural environment. That is mental. Think about that. Every piece of plastic you have seen in your life, 80% of it have went to landfills or in the ocean or haven't been recycled. That is mind-blowing. Think of everything that you eat on a daily basis that comes in plastic, stuff like that. Now, I've been thinking about it and I was like, oh, why is everything still being made in plastic? Like, everyone knows it's a bad idea. Everyone has kind of came to this conclusion. And in this video that that is recycling worth it anymore, it goes into the history of it in America. So I'm going to talk a little bit about it. And... The big thing in America was plastics were cheap, they're strong and they can do things that not a lot of other materials can. So manufacturers were like, oh, this is going to be great. We can make it into different forms. We can actually make it into any shape that we want. We can mass produce it. And the big thing for manufacturers was these single-use plastics and that meant, think about it, manufacturers want to sell as much product as possible. They don't care what you do with it, they just want to sell as much product. So they started making single-use plastics because then they're single-use. Then you think, I can only use this once, I'll need to go buy more. So that's what the manufacturers are trying to do, they're trying to make you sell, they're trying to make as many things for you to buy as possible. In America, they realized this is a massive problem because all these single use plastics were appearing everywhere. So the government went, right, we need to sort this out. The manufacturers went, whoa, 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 don't stop us from making plastics um, because they're the greatest thing since sliced bread. We will take a take a stance on it. So they released. This PSA commercial. And this is, and the whole thing about their plan was to keep America beautiful. And they were going to do this by not littering. Because if there's litter in the park, then it was caused by a person littering. So that was their view. So, this famous organization, which is called Keep America Beautiful, which was set up by a bunch of companies, one of them being Coca Cola. Another one being Dixie Cups and there's a whole bunch of companies and nonprofits that came in and were like, right, we'll keep America beautiful, that will be the the slogan, that's what we'll go for, we'll push that. So they made this very famous commercial which came out in 1970 and it is a native American who's canoeing down a river. He goes up onto the, the bank of the river and there's just rubbish everywhere. He goes into this. He's wandering. He goes into the city. He sees people throwing plastics everywhere and stuff like that. And uh, at the end, it cuts to him. And this is this is a uh, the quote. A single tear runs down his face, and a quote says, "People start pollution. People can stop it." Now this single handedly changed the blame of plastic pollution from manufacturers to consumers. They were saying, whoa, 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 whoa. It's not our fault that plastic is going everywhere. It's a consumer's fault. It has to be. So the manufacturers made this commercial to make sure that it's not our fault. We are the ones that are making the money off the plastic production. We're selling you stuff in plastic and making money off of it. But it's yous that are buying it. Like, if you don't buy it, then we might stop making it, but probably not because one, it's dead cheap to make. And two, we make money off of it. Think of like a bottle of Coke. The plastic will be pennies and the soda will be pennies. So if they can sell you a plastic bottle and the soda, then they can charge way more than if they were just selling the soda or if they were having to use glass or they were having to use something else that would cost more, they're trying to make as much profit as possible which is understandable, that's what a business tries to do. And what happened is they were saying, we aren't putting the plastic in the oceans because we just make it and then it's your fault. It's not our fault, we just make it, it's your fault. Not the fact of there's overproduction of plastic because plastic production is increasing year on year on year. Now what Rich countries did Was We were like Crap We need a solution Um, Right What about What about if we Recycled the plastic Or reused it Or whatever So what they did was Right "Mm, mm, mm, Well it's going to cost us money to recycle We aren't going to actually make any money recycling it Right What we'll do is We'll sell it To A poorer country Who can then charge A lower rate for labour to sort the plastic and recycle it—that's us recycling, kind of. We'll just call it recycling because eventually it gets something happens to it, but um, it's not our problem because well, we we've sold it. So what the rich companies were doing, uh, rich countries, sorry, they were selling it to poorer countries like China, who could charge production, uh, could charge labor one tenth of the price of anywhere else for people to sort it and then they were just wiping their hands, that's us, we don't need to do it. The problem was the US and the UK and other countries were shipping all this plastic to China. China had been recycled or sorting it, I don't know how, how much they recycle, they were recycling it and then they'd been doing this for a number of years and they realised. This is horrendous. We're getting so much pollutants in our area, in our waters. It is it's ruining the livelihoods of the country, and it's ruining the country. So they stopped taking plastics from other countries because they were producing enough plastics themselves. That they didn't need any more. So now other countries that are trying to get on the trying to make some money like Malaysia and the Philippines they're taking on plastic from the UK or from the US it's not that we are doing anything with it we're just passing it on to somebody else another thing which is crazy in this video is you know the arrows the three arrows that you see on something you think oh recycle boom all of these aren't recyclable which is mental, it tells you more in the video which is Is Recycling Worth It Anymore on YouTube? Highly recommend as I said but people don't realise what happens to it when they put it in the recycling bin they just think alright, okay, that's me done my bit it's getting recycled but as I said at the start only 20% of it is being used for something and then the 80% of it is just being put in landfill or just sitting. And plastic's one of these things that lasts for ages. Like literally ages. Um you could easily find a wrapper from the nineteen nineties and it's in perfect tact. No problems whatsoever. So it's not like these are just gonna disappear. They're going into the oceans, they're breaking down into microplastics, they're going into plankton, they're getting into the systems of people. Now also there was a person on the Joe Rogan podcast who was talking about, I believe they're called phthalates or malades. And what these are is it's essentially if you have anything that has run through plastic tubes or been in contact with plastic, such as plastic uh, bottles for water or production uses plastic in some way for like mixing it and stuff like this, Well, there's these phthalates that get into the system and they are reducing sperm count in the population, in the whole population. And and I don't remember what year. I think it was 30 years. So from 30 years before 2011 to 2011, the average male sperm count in developed countries went from 99 million per milliliter to 46 million per milliliter in 30 years. That's more than half. That is mental. Like, in 100 years, people might be struggling to have babies because we don't have any sperm left. men and in the, in the video, again, it talks about things that you think are recyclable. Like, say, a Pringles can. you think, oh, a Pringles can, pretty recyclable. Well, when you take it to a recycling centre or someone that sorts the recycling to sell on to someone that can actually do something with it, the paper people, because think of a Pringles can, it is a cardboard exterior, plastic lid, metal bottom, and then inside there's like an aluminium foil that's glued onto the cardboard. So the paper people don't want anything to do with it because they aren't going to extract the metal from the paper. The metal people don't want to have to deal with the paper. The only thing that's actually recyclable is the plastic top. That is also crazy because you think, oh, paper, like paper can, that's pretty good because paper is widely recyclable. Or you, you believe that. It's mental the problem. It's just an overproduction of plastic. It's mental. What's your thoughts? Going in further into it, I was kinda like researching into manufacturers and how because that's their job is to sell us things. And what the hair care product hair care products of the world did was they started making commercials saying If you don't wash your hair daily, you're going to get an itchy scalp. People aren't going to like you. They're going to be like, oh, look at that person. They have dandruff. Well, think about it. For thousands of years, people haven't washed their hair daily. It's only since probably the 30s, the 20s, that people started washing their hair daily. And that's only because manufacturers started putting out commercials saying, oh, we like our hair smooth and not crinkly or it needs to be washed every day and you think about that, I was um, watching a commercial today on the telly and it was saying it was like a washing machine one, like a pod one and they were saying, oh this removes dirt that you can't even see think about that, it's automatically putting into your head, your clothes are dirty and you don't even notice, so you need to use this product so that we can make sure quotation marks make sure it's clean excuse me if i can't see it then what is the problem you know there and all these like hair care products that use fake doctors they just they just have someone that is in like a one of those white experimental what are they called you know scientist jacket things they just have people in one of those and they're like oh this hair care removes itchy scalp or Stuff like this and you're just like, Hello? What's happening? Like, you aren't actually a doctor, you're just an actor. Because none of this stuff medically like helps. It's just a way of selling you things. Like the shampoo removes the natural greases and oils from your hair, right? Then the conditioner adds greases and oils to your hair, right? And then you might use, I don't know, another product to moisturise or, I don't know, something like that. And then they're like, oh, you need to wash your hair every day because if you don't, it's going to go greasy. But naturally your head produces grease to protect your hair. It's it's mind-blowing. I want you to, the next time you see some advertisements, some commercials, have a little think about it. Think think about, like, what is the message here? Because there's always, like, a sublim- subliminal message of them trying to sell you something and making you feel self-conscious so that you buy their product. It's mental. They play games with our brains so much. I know this hasn't been a fully scientific conversation or article or something like this but just have a little think about it think about anything anyone that's trying to sell you something and how they're trying to sell it to you daily like think about coffees i'm sure coffee can be show's mentioned your daily cup of coffee what does that put in your brain oh i need to drink a cup of coffee every day which means i need to buy coffee more and more think about it people they're trying to brainwash us over, pla- plastic produ- over plastic production is a massive problem and I don't think really anyone has taken any accountability manufacturers this is of like we need to stop this because they're making money from it. That's their job. Their job isn't to keep the world amazing. Their job is to sell as many things as possible to as many people as possible. And they're shifting the blame onto consumers. Like oh stop buying us and that That's always one of the arguments, isn't it? Well just don't buy things of plastic and then people will um manufacturers will stop making the things in plastic, but that's incredibly hard to oh. do that's incredibly hard to do because how do you just like there might not be any other options you're having to go out your way it's a bit like a smoke screen like how often. Do you try and cancel something, a subscription or something like that and you have to phone up and there's so many things that you have to go through. You have to, the queue might be half an hour long or an hour long and then you need to speak to this person and that person and you can only do it if you're the person that has set up the account and stuff like this. It's all smoke screens because they're trying to make it so difficult for you in your head to cancel something that you give up so that you get that extra month. So they get that extra little bit. It's like, have you ever tried to cancel Amazon and it's like 17 million clicks trying to go through. And if you click, yeah, like if you make one wrong click, it's like, congratulations, you signed up for a year. It is mental, people. Mental. I think something needs to change. Oh, obviously something needs to change because it's not getting any better, is it? I mean, I picked up litter for 24 hours and it is mental the stuff that I was finding that is nowhere close to being from Garvin. Shout out, Garvin. Shout out my mom. shout out my dad. Anyway, this has been the Dedicate 24 podcast. I hope it hasn't been too down in the dumps. Have a lovely day. And remember, you can pick your friends and you can pick your nose. But you can't pick your friend's nose. Peace. See you in the next one. Thank you for listening to the Dedicate 24 podcast with your host, Douglas Veach. Never give up.